Leather About, a podcast from the Academic Skills Team at UWS. My name is Linda Riches and I'm one of the Academic Skills Advisors at the University. So today, along with my colleagues Ben Farrer. Hi, Ben. Hi. And Dr. Kevin Wilson. Hi, Kevin. Hi there. We thought we'd have a wee blether about an area which can be one of the best or the worst experiences for you as a student, group work. So we'll have a blether about why group work is a vital skill, some of the main issues around groups and what you can try and do if there's problems. And most importantly, what ingredients you need to make group work work well. And as usual, we'll offer our own insights based often on our own experiences, both good and bad. So maybe starting off um, on a positive um, thinking here about why we actually need to do group work. Why do we need to bother with group work activities when we're at university? Ben, have you had much experience of group work and, and could you see why you needed to do that? Um, yeah, I mean, there are definitely benefits to it. Um, any education students listening to this will know the name Vygotsky and his idea about, um, if you think of uh, sort of concentric circles getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The sort of small circle is is what you know, and then the bigger circles are kind of what you as a group know. So if you mm -hmm. if you have an idea of a kind of pool of knowledge, the more people you have in it, in theory, the kind of broader your your knowledge is, and the more you can make use of that knowledge. So for assignments and that kind of thing, where you're all learning, um, it adds opportunities to kind of learn from each other and and you know discover other things. Because obviously on courses you're all going to have different interests and that kind of thing. Um, it's also a very practical skill. I mean, you know, we're sat here as a group of people who work together and, mm -hmm. you know, we, ha you know, we kind of make things work together and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, there are, um, you know, some, some big benefits to kind of doing group work and that kind of thing. Um, and also, you know, we, we quite often talk um, on the show about, you know, sort of peer support and that kind of thing. And group work just, you know, in its most basic form, even if you, you know, forget all of the educational benefits and that kind of thing, it's a good way of meeting people and kind of figuring out who else is on your course and, um, and interacting with them. And obviously that's been something that's been quite difficult in the last, you know, 18 months with everything yeah. being online and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, you do sometimes hear students kind of saying, you know, I, I know the people on my course, but I don't really interact with them very much. So it's a really good opportunity to get to know people, if nothing else, and that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I've made friends through, you know, just being grouped with them for assignments and that kind of thing. And you end up finding that you, you know, you get on well with them and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, you know, those are the things that sort of spring to mind, I guess, in terms of, of the sort of most obvious benefits of group work, I guess. Yeah. And Kevin, is that something that you've found when you've been in a group? Have you enjoyed that experience? Have you found it difficult? What's your view of groups? Yeah, I mean, I think there's, you know, the, the you know what makes it good is also what, what makes it difficult uh, mm. at times. You know, the, the bringing together different perspectives um, and, and opinions sometimes is, mm. is one, but but that's like a, a real world problem, right? You know, and it's, it's in one of the kind of, there's lots of stuff that ways that we work at university and lots of these skills, which, you know, will have benefits for people moving on, albeit they'll be translated sometimes into different contexts and situations. I think group work is one that doesn't take a lot of translation. You know, if you're working well, the, the ability, the groups that you work in with, you know, potential strangers at uni is, is, is very similar to what might happen if, in a workplace, you know, and coming together and dealing and juggling with other perspectives. Just to take, just to lower the, the kind of uh, intellectual tone a wee bit. I was struck when uh, uh, when uh, Ben was talking there about pulling knowledge uh, and he had an, an excellent evidence-based example. I was thinking of the change 
you ever watched that? You ever watched the chase? You know, you want oh, yes. to get oh, you know, yeah. the whole the whole point of the chase is you want to get all four people into the final round so you get a better better um chance of beating the chaser, you know, and and, and it's uh, you know, f- and they're four strangers, they don't know each other, but they're they're all kind of relying on each other to get there um in, in order to do it. So it's, it's a very similar situation, I think. You know, if you're all pulling the same direction, you'll get there, you're gonna beat the chaser. That is your uh, assessment. I like I like that. I like that idea of the yeah. chaser. I'll think I'll use that definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think also there's some practical skills that can help you with we've talked in previous podcasts about time management. Um and it, it helps you with time management and being organized and and even communication as well just those basic communication skills and sort of understanding things from someone else's point of view yeah. I think often we have our own view of things and our own way of how to do things and actually it's quite good to to open up and think about different approaches and be open to those different approaches yeah, that you mean- might not get that otherwise you know, even you know, we've we've only started working together as a team about a, you know a year ago, and I, mm. I know that you know that in itself is you know you know we're obviously coming at it in a, from a professional standpoint rather than a you know in a, a kind of an academic one studying for a degree. But it's the same thing, you know. You learn different techniques and and, and ways of thinking about things that if you had just been you know plowing along on your own, you just it's it's much easier just to to re- repeat the same ways of working and, and things and never deviate because you you've kind of got a. a, a a way that's worked in the past, but you know, I know I've, I've learned a lot already about my own role from from working with you guys, and and changed a lot of what, what I do. And it's I think it's the yeah. same for for students as well if they're if they're open to group working. You know, a lot of students will prefer just to work on their own, and it's mm-hmm. kind of understandable. But you know, there are a lot of benefits to to working working within a group. And I think when a group's working well, you get that sparking of ideas, you know, you get that great sort of um, energy as well about a group when people are coming up with different ideas and, you know, people pitch in with different ways of doing things. And it can create some really interesting sort of results. Like you say, Kevin, if you were sat there on your own, you know, you've got no one to bounce those ideas off, really, and, and, and work out what's going to work and what's not going to work, which is, you know... So, so that's a real benefit. I guess we do have to address the issue of what happens when groups go rogue because, you know, we can't get away <laughs> from that. That's, you know, that's can be a big issue for students. And I know that it can be a reason why a lot of students are very reluctant to be in groups. Um, I know for me, I did part of my master's module was a module about group work. And we did a lot of experiential um sort of sessions where we had to do different tasks and see how we worked as a group. And that was really interesting. So for example, you were talking about the chase earlier um, on staying on the games theme. Um, We had a day where we came into the lecture and there was a big sort of Jenga in the middle of the room. So one of these sort of tumbling towers where you have to take the block out one at a time. And we all had to play Jenga as a team. And you had to sort of work out people's reactions to that in the team and it was really interesting so some people were very enthusiastic and were helping each other and saying oh yeah go for that one and other people literally went to the other end of the room to avoid joining in and the whole idea of it because afterwards people were like why were we playing Jenga how has that got anything to do with group work but it was actually to show you you know how different people interact within a group and actually what we did sort of see was some people very much went into the group and worked together. And then you got some people who just did not want to entertain at all. And actually I did have someone who I knew quite well, got quite angry about having to do Jenga. 
I was fine about it because it was like at the end of the day and I thought there's got to be a reason yeah. behind this. She was like, why am I wasting my time playing Jenga? What's this got to do with anything? So, you know, when groups go a bit rogue, you know, how do you how do you deal with that situation? Because, you know, you can't just go to the lecturer and say it's not working and the lecturer will sort it out because, you know, really you're all adults and you need to sort it out yourselves. Ben, do you have any sort of advice on what you do if you realize that maybe someone in the group is not wanting to participate yeah um i mean i i guess i can kind of come uh, you know at this from both angles because i've been in this sort of situation where you know there are people who aren't putting their way but i do remember one particular assignment um group assignment when i was at university where i think i was probably that person actually who wasn't oh. pulling their weight um and the, it was just during a period of time where things were going really really badly and i was sort of you know i was questioning whether i want to do the course and there were things going on at home and all this kind of thing and i was just i was miserable to be perfectly frank with you it was it was just a miserable miserable time um and i did end up sort of pulling it together and and you know i did my part of the, it was a presentation task and that kind of thing but i remember i sort of did it i i kind of came up with my piece at the last minute and kind of present and gave it and everything and that kind of thing but i think during the development process they probably were looking at me as like he's not doing anything he's not dragging along and i think the thing that i would probably say i guess from coming that from perspective is you know as you say you are adults and sometimes there are actually reasons why people aren't necessarily pulling the weight you know maybe they're just not confident or maybe they've got things going on um you know sometimes they're just a pain you know it, it, it's true sometimes it is but you know sometimes there are other things going on so i would say you know, try and approach it like adults. If you if you are finding that someone is not pulling their weight and they're not, you know, contributing enough, speak to them, you know, speak to them mm. and say, you know, is there things going on? Is there something wrong? You know, do you not like what we're doing? Or do you think we're going in the wrong direction? Or is there something you'd be happier doing in terms of this kind of thing? Um, you know, it, it might not work, but a lot of the time, just making that sort of reach out and, and seeing what's going on yeah. um, is a good way of just kind of getting people, because at least then, you know, you've made the effort, you've tried to make them feel involved in that kind of thing. And if it still doesn't work, it still doesn't work. And that's when you will, you know, you'll you'll end up kind of having to speak to the lecturer and that kind of thing and saying, look, this isn't working. But I would say, you know, make that effort. It's it's worth doing because you never know what is going on in people's lives and you never know the reasons why um, maybe things aren't, aren't quite going, um, you know, the way that you want them to be. So, um, you know, yeah. I would say, you know, approach it like adults and speak to them. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I, th- I think as well, Sometimes I know it's others, you know, some students who want to do really well, and obviously that's what we want to see as well, will think that, we'll, you know, we'll sometimes want to take control of the group, not to take control, that sounds like a kind of negative thing, but, you know, if, if they feel like, you know, there's people who are kind of a wee bit um, nervous or not want to participate, you know, it can be easy for somebody who is more confident to think that, you know, directing everything or, or kind of, being the loudest voice is going to help everybody out because it's filling all the silences and stuff. And and sometimes that can seem to the, the person who's who's kind of taking control that they're doing the right thing. But actually, like you say, Ben, if, if you're not entirely sure about the other people's position or kind of perspectives, it can actually something, you know, a really loud voice in, in a group um, can actually sometimes make it more difficult for other people to participate. And it can kind of make people feel less confident and less sure of themselves because they don't have the same, you know, they're not making the same inputs. And, you know, so I suppose, you know, I would always encourage you to look look at your own role in the group first before. It's dead easy in, a group, in group situations to focus on what other people are doing or not doing. But, you know, I think it's important to know what, what your role is and not just 
it's not just about doing the work, it's about ensuring that, you, that you're interacting with everybody and that you know that they're co- comfortable with, with the way that we're all, everybody's working together. That said, I think it's good to have, you know, it's good to have a group manager, right? Not somebody mm. who does all the work, who's the boss, but somebody who is maybe in charge of, of timetabling or, or a lot of tasks and stuff. That's something you can agree on at the start. And that is a, a way to give the maybe more confident or, you know, just more, you know, don't want to say studious, but I just did students. They, they, can, they, 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 they you know, a more prominent role. But you know, that doesn't mean that that's the person who does all the work, or, and definitely no. not the person who does all the talking and stuff like that. You know, there's nothing wrong with kind of that kind of hierarchy. But I think again, yeah, having a, you know, it's the, the, there's lots of different kind of nuances. I think to, to how these things work, and sometimes it's easy to just zone in on the people who you feel like aren't doing anything when sometimes that's not not the only problem. Yeah, and I think that idea of the the group leader, I think actually you know, ideally it's got to be somebody who is prepared to listen to everyone and, and let everyone have a bit of a say. So they might yeah. be the person that is is the one person in the group that can actually bring everyone together and sort mm-hmm. of listen to different points of view. Um, yeah. And so if we, if we sort of take the view that we want our group to work, how do you make it work? What are the, the best things that you can do to make that group work if let's just imagine that everybody really wants it to be successful and everyone is reasonably engaged in the group how do you make that work better any ideas ben um i think you i mean obviously it varies from different groups and different projects and what kind of thing you're doing but um you know getting to know everyone first and sort of making Hmm. sure that you know everyone's comfortable in the group and and you know like we said everyone's at least you know had an opportunity to speak and get their ideas across and that kind of thing. You know, those initial brainstorming sessions is just, you know, right, what are we going to do? How are we going to approach it? Who's comfortable doing what? Um, You know, those are really important. Um, If you are going to be taking on more of a sort of leadership role, take notes of these kinds of things. You know, if you've got some people who are like, you know, I'd be really comfortable, say you're doing a report and you've got someone who's like, I would be really comfortable like dealing with all the data and that kind of thing. And then you've got someone else who's like, maths is the enemy and I can't cope with it. You know, (laughs) don't like, you know, keep that in mind and what kind of people would like to do. Um, You know, and so make sure that you've kind of, you know what everyone's comfortable doing, you know what the plan is and that kind of thing. Um, And then, you know, set about planning, you know, who's going to do what, because the thing you don't want um, you know, and this can happen even in, in groups where everybody's working. In fact, sometimes it can happen. It's more of a risk when everybody's really keen to do the project is you can end up with people doubling their efforts and overlapping in terms of like, you know, well, I'm doing that. Oh, well, well I've done that and that kind of thing. And, and you can end up with, you know, two people writing the same thing or two people working on the same thing at once and not communicating and all this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, make sure that you go away from when you do get together and you do discuss things and that kind of thing, um, knowing what everybody's doing, you know, set mini deadlines and that kind of thing and say, you know, right, can we come together, you know, again in like a week and, you know, see how we're making progress and all that kind of thing. Um, you know, and be aware that as with anything, things are going to go wrong and there's going to be setbacks. So just because, you know, say you say in a week, right, everybody can have this done in a week and someone's come and they haven't had it done. It doesn't necessarily mean that they weren't trying. It just, maybe they have a deadline or something else or something else going on, all that kind of thing. So try and create an environment where, you know, people can be honest and share and all this kind of thing. Obviously we're, we're, blessed living in the modern era in terms of you know you can constantly keep in touch through you know chats you've all got emails you've all got teams um you know you've all got whatsapp or whatever so you know make sure you're keeping in touch and all that kind of thing and just 
approach it as a group, you know, make it as easy as possible to keep in constant contact with everyone in the group and know what's going on at all times. Um, yeah. I think that's the, that's kind of the way to go. Cause the, the big thing that destroys group projects is miscommunication. So try mm. and find as many ways as possible to avoid that. And that's a pretty good starting point. Yeah, that's a good point. It's communication, isn't it, that, that usually kills it? You know, people yeah. misunderstand or someone says they didn't get the message and then it all sort of, and then sometimes it can end up being quite personal. And I think that's the thing is try and, you know, don't get into personal rows about things. Try and see it as a, as a project where you've all got, you know, a part to play and how can you get the best result from that? Yeah. Anything else, yeah. Kev, Kevin, that you would add to that? No, I mean, I think Ben's covered most of it there. I think just, you know, making some kind of, maybe not rules, sounds a bit too formal, but, you know, establishing a kind of a way of working at the start. Not, you know, so that one one thing would be how you communicate as a group. Because, you know, I, I, and that's what we've already said, but I think that I've had, I've, I've met students before where, you know, they've said, well, they're all talking to each other. All the other students have got, you know, are using X and I don't even have that. I don't know how it works, you know. So the students are communi- have just decided to communicate in a certain way amongst the group and maybe one of the members of the group either doesn't know how to use that kind of software or doesn't understand or doesn't even have it. And, you know, so again, something like that where you agree at the start exactly how things are going to be communicated. Obviously, you know, the other thing is, is timescales, like a really clear schedule of, of when things are going to be completed by. And and I think, you know, what's useful is, is particularly if it's a written task, is... Um, is having somebody who is a dedicated kind of bringer together, you know, so you have people mm. writing different parts of it and then you have somebody whose job it is to, to knit it all together into one coherent piece so it's not, you know, five small essays that, that look like five small essays rather than one one yeah. big report or something like that. So, um, and just, you know, agreeing on everything, you know, as you say, agreeing on these kind of ground rules at the start, I think is, is a really uh, useful way of, of working and making sure that there's, again, then no, people don't really have the, you know, the out of, of saying that they weren't sure about what to do or when to do it. If, and, and again, if you've got, if you've got actual notes of it, like, you know, using, using live documents is, is a good way of working as well, you know, not just working on your own computer, but, uh, you know, using a Google Docs or a, a, a kind of a shared Word document that everybody can update at the same, you know, um, everybody can update and, and save on their uh, in their own time is, is a really good way of, of working. So you're not got this kind of silo mentality where everybody's away working on their own and then bringing it all together on the last day. Yeah, and being able actually to use the technology that's available now to sort of to share documents and to, you know, do that sort of in real time is it's a real benefit actually because then you're not all working on separate documents and then trying to you know collate into one and not sure yeah. what version you know that's that's quite a good thing to do as well yeah i yeah. mean uh, one wee thing of reassurance for any people who say or you know maybe listen to the same well i've done all that and still had a bad experience of group work because there might be people there uh, you know my experience this is a big generalization probably not entirely true uh, as all generalizations are but it's in my experience, it gets as get, group work should uh, get a lot easier as you go on at uni. I think that the first, you know, sometimes the first mm. year or so, you get people who might be a bit reluctant, who don't maybe have this. Not always, you know. You get great, get great group workers at every level, but some. You no, know, my experience is as you go on at uni, people will become a bit more, you know, mm. um, enlightened to the notion of what they're aiming for and what they're doing, and, and the, the the idea of pulling together as a group becomes something that's easier and sometimes, you know, less. 
you know, there's no kind of stigma of being a kind of hard worker or, you know, nobody cares about you if you're, if, you know, everybody actually wants to, to do the best work. And I think that tends to, in my experience, become a bit um, more uh, widespread as you get on at uni and group working can be much more productive in the later years, I think, for reasons. Yeah, and it's a great feeling when you then produce something as a group and it goes well. You know, you yeah. can all sort of share in that sort of, you know, the the you know the the good feeling about that experience and hopefully you you come away from it i think like you ben, said ben you know, like you actually can make friends through it as well you know yeah. um you know it's it, it can be very positive yeah so hopefully what we've done there is is helped people sort of see beyond some of the the negative things that sometimes we can think about groups and see that you know there's lots of positives that you can get out of that you know it can be very creative and sort of being part of a group and working together can be extremely rewarding. And remember, you can always book a one-to-one appointment with any of us as academic schools advisors to talk about group work, or even as a small group, if you wanted to come and speak to us, that's absolutely fine. You can book with us through my day on the Careers and Skills web pages. And if you've got any comments or anything that you want to ask us about and want to give us any feedback, or there's a topic that you want to hear us have a wee blether about, then please drop a line to skills at uws.ac.uk. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.